Welcome back to GWK, the podcast about creating and raising families together. I'm your host, David Dodge, and the executive editor of Gays with Kids. Here at GWK, we're endlessly proud of the community of gay, bi, and trans dads and the queer men hoping to become dads that we've been able to build over the years. There's really not a day that goes by that we don't hear from someone in our community who reaches out to thank us for connecting them to another gay dad that might live nearby that they didn't know about. Um, or that finds their adoption or uh, surrogacy expert thanks to one of the webinars that they've attended. So this is literally what we got in this game for. It's it's to connect queer dads uh, to the broader LGBTQ parenting community and to, and to help guide gay men along their path to fatherhood. But um, every now and then there's an extra special connection we're able to foster here at GWK. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be talking about one of those instances today on the pod, which is fittingly enough coming out just before Valentine's Day. Several years back, we featured a dad named Aaron Lopez on our Instagram page who lives in Arizona with his two boys. We talked with him about his decision to pursue foster adopt as his path to fatherhood um, and also the mental hurdles he had to overcome to decide to pursue fatherhood all on his own as a single gay man. Little did Aaron know at the time that this feature would actually lead him to meet his future partner, Derek Swenson, who started following Aaron after seeing our feature because he had also reached the point where he was ready to become a dad with or without a partner and was intrigued by Aaron's story. The two had an immediate connection, started dating, and now live together. <laughs> so it's a tale as old as time. Boy meets boy on Instagram, boy slides into other boys' DMs, and now they're a happy family of four. Anyway, so even though we talk a lot on this pod about their happily ever after, it's, it's really just a very cute, um, inspiring story. We also spent a good chunk of time talking about the place that they had both reached, where they were ready to get rid of this notion that a partnership is a prerequisite to fatherhood. And uh, this is something that we talk a lot about at GWK. Our social media and website are littered with examples of single gay men raising happy families. Uh, and we feature many of these stories um, on our website. A lot are up there right now at gayswithkids.com, so go check those out. Uh, and we also have great resources that are dedicated to single gay men in particular that are interested in pursuing adoption, surrogacy, foster care, whatever your path uh, that you're interested in. So check those out. Email us at dads at gayswithkids.com if you ever have any questions. Um, and I'll also suggest uh, joining our Facebook group, which is dedicated to single gay dads and is by far our most active. It has a great community of guys who are already single dads or hope to become dads, but are single. Uh, a lot of really great topics of conversation. Nothing's off limits. It's a, it's a great uh, resource, so, uh, so check that out as well. It's, it's moderated by our friend Chris Harris. And you know, regardless of whether you're single or partnered in listening to this podcast, uh, I hope you get something out of this conversation. There is a little bit of something in here for everyone. And happy Valentine's Day. Aaron and Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. We're excited to be here. We love everything that Gays with Kids does. Ah, thank you very much. Well, so we are just thrilled, I have to say, that we might have played even just a very small part in <laughs> in your guys' meeting. We like to think ourselves as a regular Cupid this time of month. Um, but so uh, I'm wondering if you guys can just, uh, for our audience, um, you know, I, I gave a little bit of an introduction at the beginning, but if you can just tell people um, how you met, give, give people the story. Well, we met on Instagram. That's what we tell people, and that's um, that's our story. It's it's actually pretty interesting because I became a dad through foster care, and I was single at the time that I did it. So we can go into that in just a moment. But um, and and so you all were kind enough to feature me and and my kids on um, Gaze with Kids, and Derek happened to see it there as well. So. He reached out because uh, one of the quotes that I put on there is, why do I need to be married in order to start a family? 
And that's one of the things that I think was the biggest lesson for me through all of this journey is that I didn't need to be married in order to start a family. I didn't even need to be dating anybody. So I started that foster journey um, as a single person, and I had a great community, a great squad, but I just didn't have that special one. And uh, so that didn't stop me. And so I think, Derek, I think that that kind of resonated with him quite a bit as well. So you saw us on there. Yeah, so I followed the account Gates with Kids. I grew up in a very religious household. I grew up Mormon. Um, so family um, no, is very... I did too. So we we uh, we can uh, exchange war stories later if you want. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. So um, so obviously family was very important to me, um, and I remember when I came out, a lot of people uh, in my family and that I knew from church um, said something about how well don't you want a family, um, implying that because I was gay, I was I wasn't going to be able to have a family of my own someday, um, and for a long time I felt like that was the case, that I couldn't have a family. Uh, so then I found Gays with Kids on Instagram. And I was so excited to see other, well, to see other gay dads. And uh, when, I, when I followed that account, Aaron was featured. And I think originally, I don't think I reached out. I think I went and liked a bunch of your photos. <laughs> and then I think you actually slid into my DMs. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, truth comes out. <laughs> Why not? Uh, that's that's amazing. So I so there's a lot to to unpack here. I think it's just such a great story, though. And you know, I think Instagram is the new Tinder. Um, it seems <laughs> to be a, a you know a, a great place for people to be meeting. And we're thrilled that when people connect on our platforms in any way, and we often have dads that get, uh, get connected to other dads on our site or, or people that are exploring fatherhood, reaching out to people that have prefer, you know gone through their preferred path, whether it be surrogacy or adoption or foster care. So any way that people connect um, through our platforms is is great. Uh, but this is even uh, greater that we were able to spark a little bit of a love connection. That's, uh, that's super exciting. So this is our Valentine's Day feature. And, uh, you know, mostly every year we will go through and highlight, you know, these uh, adorable gay dad couples and their kids. And, and you know, we're, we'll still do that as well. Uh, so don't worry, everyone. But we also want to give um, a little bit of love to uh, the single gay dads out there or single men that are considering parenthood. And we hear about this each and every day on our site. I mean, you two were both in this position at one point where you uh, go through the the mental hula hoop of deciding to embark on this path to, to fatherhood as a single man. You know, at, in the end, it, it, you found each other, so that's fantastic. But can you talk a little bit about what you had to go through to make that switch to realize that uh, a partnership isn't um, a prerequisite to, to fatherhood? Well, so for me, and when I, you know, I just, I think the status quo was always very heteronormative. It's you go to school, you um, go to college, you get a job, you are in a relationship, you get married, and then you start a family. And I didn't do any of those in order. I got a job first right out of high school, and then I started my career, and then I went back to college. I didn't graduate from college, you know, at the time that I was supposed to. And, and then, um, you know, I had, I had been in relationships and I had, had gone out on dates, but it was nothing serious at the time that I started the foster journey. So we, um, so, so when I started that journey, it was, it was really just all about, I have the resources, I have the time, I have the energy and the desire to help. You know, we had a, a ton of kids here in Arizona who were in foster care at the time. I believe it was like 17,000 kids in care and that needed homes. 
And so I said, I, I can do this. And so, so when I started thinking about that in, in terms of I'm helping and I'm supporting and I'm providing a safe, stable environment for a child temporarily, that's when I started thinking more about, you know, why, why can't I be a single parent? And, you know, why do I need a relationship? And, and so I feel like, though, that I took a little bit of a risk because when I did that, I thought no single gay man is going to want to date a guy with a child. And it was, it was something that I was, I was fearful and I was a little nervous. But then I started thinking, you know what, I don't need a relationship in order to, to be whole or to have a, uh, a family. So, so I, was, I was definitely taking a risk, but I couldn't believe, you know, once we were featured on Gays with Kids, I couldn't believe the number of people that reached out and just said, good for you. I have considered the same thing, you know, here locally and also just all across the, the country and around the world. Um, I had single guys reach out to me, and, and not in a flirty way, but in a, you know, I really, I've been thinking about this, but I didn't know it was even possible. And so it was very encouraging to me to realize that I was not the only one who started thinking about this path. Well, and I happened to be one of those people um, where <laughs> I was kind of getting to a point where, um, you know, I was like, okay, I can either meet somebody and then we can decide to have children um, or maybe there's a possibility that I could just do it on my own. And then I saw his feature on Gays with Kids. And I think when we first met, um, I had the intention of just kind of seeing how that process went for him because I thought, you know, if, if he can do it, maybe I can do it too. Uh, it just so happened that we hit it off and uh, the path ended or worked out differently for me. Um, so I didn't go through the foster and adoption process um, on my own or with a partner. I happened to meet a partner that already had kids. Um, but, but when I met him and we chatted and then I met the boys, um, I knew right away that that was the way that I was going to get my family. Amazing. And, and how old were the, were the boys when you, uh, when you were introduced to them? Three and four, I believe. That's uh, that's incredible. So there's a, a lot I want to impact there as well. But so uh, before we move away just from the topic of single dads, so we uh, on on Facebook, our Gays with Kids Facebook uh, page, we have quite a few groups that we've created for different you know uh, niche interests from adoption to surrogacy, and uh, and we created one for single dads just kind of on a whim, and it is by far our most active. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a group that's it's for single gay dads and also single men that are interested in becoming dads. Um, so anyone that's listening and and uh, you know kind of inspired by this story, perhaps, uh, definitely go check out that group. It's moderated by one of our um, community members, Christopher Harris, who does an incredible job um, uh, getting people onto Zooms together and, and, and chatting about what it's like to be a gay dad or um, helping guide people through the path that they're interested. Um, always reach out to us at uh, dadsatgayswithkids.com if you have any questions about this. Um, we have featured, from my perspective, I've had the luxury of, you know, featuring dozens hundreds honestly of single queer men who um who have embarked on uh surrogacy adoption foster care uh, or who might have been married to a woman for a while and then uh, decided to live authentically and come out and had to navigate the waters as a single gay man that way um you know there's really no shortage of people in our community it is a huge segment of people who are single and uh and raising kids 
Um, and you know, and they're eager to talk to you and talk you through it. So if you are interested, uh, reach out to us. Uh, I'm sure Aaron and Derek would be happy to, to chat with you as well. Um, so yeah, please do, uh, don't let this be the thing that prevents you from pursuing your dream of becoming a dad. It's uh, there's uh, no shortage of amazing examples out there about it. So at Gaze with Kids, we're also doing a lot this month in particular, um, doing a big kind of spotlight on the foster care community um, because it is, it's a really important pathway to uh, parenthood for gay, bi, and trans men. It's not uh, the primary way. It's not the only way. There's lots of great ways, and we, we view any path to parenthood equally here at Gays with Kids. Uh, but it is um, an important queer rights issue within the community because so many uh, kids in the system do identify as LGBTQ. And, you know, it, it's a, we, we, we view it as a part of our responsibility to make sure that people are thinking about this as a really important pathway if it is the right path for them. So I'm wondering if you guys can both um, talk through uh, how you decided on foster care uh, to the exclusion of other paths um, and, and what it's been like to go through the training and, the, and, and, and just to, to be a foster dad. Well, we, we live in Arizona, and at the time that we met, Derek lived in Montana, so I'll speak to Arizona. And, and I was very worried about, you know, with the political climate here, Arizona being traditionally a more conservative um, governmental um, hotbed of <laughs> ridiculousness sometimes. And, and so I was very worried. I thought there is no way a state agency is going to give a single gay man a child to care for. And, and that could not have been further from the truth. So I had a friend who reached out to the CEO of, a, of an organization here that helps with fostering and adopting. And, um, and it, it's called Child Crisis Arizona. And I, I absolutely love these folks. And she you know, basically said, um, asked her, you know, would you welcome somebody who um, is a single gay man to become a foster, a licensed foster parent? And the CEO of the organization replied with open arms. And so they actively um, recruit from our community. They actively encourage our community to become involved. And so I knew right then that it was going to be possible because I had this organization that was also advocating for me. So I went through the process and everything was very smooth. I had found nothing but respect from the caseworkers and from the, um, all the folks that came to inspect and the people that were doing the training. Um, I was the only other single gay man in all of those trainings, but still I, I had the support of, of, of everybody that I came across. In fact, I got quite a few compliments from people who worked for the state and worked for the government. And so they were just a lot of people were very grateful. The other thing is, is, is that with our within our community, here in Phoenix, we have a very thriving gay community. And I mean, we have a, a ton of gay folks that are here. I was always very social and just out and about all the time. So I do have um, a pretty massive net of, of social um, support. And, and I was very worried about how those folks were going to um, perceive me. You know, here they see this party animal or socialite or whoever, you know, whatever label you want to put on me. And now I'm thinking of becoming a dad. And so I had to kind of shed that too. This whole journey has helped me deal with my own insecurities and deal with my own perception of what I, you know, of, of how much I care of what other people perceive of me in the, in the sense that I just needed to say, I'm doing this for me and for a special child and nobody else. And, and once I kind of took that, that tone and shed 
any kind of insecurities or apprehensions, the, the, the journey was that much smoother. And I also think that by doing that, it opened me up to being able to be loved by other folks. And, and that was a big deal for me. I think that I was so scared for so long. I was single for so long because I had been, I had been hurt in a relationship before, but I still had love to give. And so I think that that's why a lot of single, gay, and queer men, um, they're seeking love from a lot of different places. I'm going to get real deep right here, David. But they're seeking <laughs> love from a lot of different places, and they have so much to give, and it's like find other outlets for that love. And I think foster care and taking care of vulnerable children is a, a very, very good place for them to, to share some of that love. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Derek, how about you? When you were starting to explore fatherhood, was foster care always top of mind or did you look at some of the other options too? I had certainly considered other options. You know, I had considered surrogacy. I consider, um, had considered fostering to adopt. And, uh, and then, I, like I said, I happened to meet Aaron and, and the boys. And, um, you know, he told me about his journey before I joined the family and fostering and adopting the, the two boys. Um, for, for our family, it's almost just like, uh, this is how it was meant to happen. So he did the foster to adopt and then they adopted me. Um, and then we have other friends who have gone the surrogacy route. We have other friends that, um, you know, were, were previously married and had children out of that marriage that are now, um, you know, single gay dads. And, and I don't think there's any one right way. I don't think there's, um, you know, any method that's better than another. Um, but I do like to think of, uh, you know, the, the life that we've been able to, to give the two boys and the life that they've been able to give us through this whole process. And uh, for, for our family, this is what we've, you know, the route that we decided to go. Um, but, but again, it doesn't mean it's the right way for everybody. And it doesn't mean that it's better than, you know, some of the other methods. That's just what our family um, how we decided to become a family. So, um, we, we, you know, we've talked about the possibility at some point of adopting another child. Um, and we've gone back and forth on, well, would we want to adopt um, a, a baby? Would we want to adopt um, maybe an older child or perhaps even somebody that's, um, you know, a, a teenager and maybe they're a part of the LGBT community and maybe they need a family before they age out of foster care. Um, so we've talked a lot about different possibilities, but uh, would certainly uh, consider fostering to adopt again if we feel like the time is right. Um, Aaron, you touched on something um, uh, when you were just speaking, which I, I just want to make super abundantly clear for everyone, because it is a really uh, unfortunate misconception that a lot of people have, me included, before I was more educated about this, uh, which is that a lot of people don't know that you can legally adopt um, everywhere in this country, no matter what state you're in. If you are single, if you're gay, you can you legally have that right. Uh, it's been that way for a while now. Um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't um, 
discrimination that you might face. So this is a unique um, problem within the foster care and adoption systems in the United States. Uh, there are, I think, 11 states. I'm not sure if Arizona is one of them or not, but 11 states um, in the country have passed laws that um, allow child welfare agencies, so adoption and foster care agencies, to legally discriminate against queer people and against single people, and honestly against anyone. They could discriminate against you for your religion or whatever um, if they want to. So that is legal. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be somewhere in your state that will work with you. Uh, but it is important to, you know, if you can avoid being discriminated against, <laughs> it's obviously the best uh, best path forward. Um, and we always direct people at, at GWK to our partners at the Dave Thomas Foundation, who uh, run a program called Wendy's Wonderful Kids. Um, and they require all the agencies they work with to um, sign a non-discrimination pledge. Um, so, uh, so if you're looking for a place to kind of start your search, that's a great place to look. And I, you know, go to our website, gazewithkids.com/fostercare. We have a ton of great resources there as well. Uh, but I just want to make that super abundantly clear because it is something that uh, you know far too many people still think that um, that you will that you don't have the path forward as a single gay man um, or as a gay person generally, um, and that's very much uh, not the case. So, uh, so I'm wondering if um, if you guys can talk just a little bit about how your families reacted to you. Uh, well, let's start with you, Aaron, about uh, your when you decided to go this alone. What, how did your family react? My family was very supportive. I had uh, my parents both are you know they're separated and divorced for many years, and so um, they they just realized that love is love. And I know it sounds very cliche, but it actually means something to a lot of families out there. And and they were very, very excited. Um, I've always been a kind of a peacemaker in my family. So, um, so for me to, to be on this journey, they, they just said, you know, this is a, definitely a natural next step for you and we support you. And so it was, it was not only my bio family that said that, but my, my chosen family as well. And as I mentioned earlier, my friends, my community, um, even my coworkers, you know, were very, very supportive of the past. Um, you know, threw me uh, an adoption party and, you know, all kinds of things. So, so they've just been, been very supportive and, and fantastic and welcoming to, to um, the little, to our, to our family. And now everybody's, you know, Nana and cousins and, and everybody else, you know, they, uh, it's just as if they're, they're, um, you know, they were born biologically into our family. So they're, they're that much a part of our family. That's, that's uh, great to hear. I, I feel like there's this fear that I've uh, heard from some single queer men who once they become dads or when they're still uh, struggling with it, that there might be this perception that you've given up, right? Like if you decide to just skip right to fatherhood, that you're given up on like an important step, which is the partnership or, or whatever. Um, and, you know, and I think the more and more queer men are showing that that's not, that's not the case. You can have a very fulfilling life as a single gay dad. Um, so that's great to hear that your family was accepting of that. Uh, and even greater that you guys managed to find each other. So Derek, where are you from? I am from Billings, Montana. Montana. Okay. So I'm a Utah Mormon. So you're a Montana Mormon. Um, so, and as you were hinting at, so family is an incredibly important part of the religion, no matter, you know, if you end up leaving it or not. But so I'm curious if you could talk about uh, if, to the extent that you're willing to share anything about your own family um, and, and their feelings about uh, you being a, a foster dad. Yeah. So um, earlier I mentioned um, how, when I came out that people told me that I would no longer be able to have a family or that that meant that I couldn't have a family. Um, and to just be fully transparent, my, my immediate family were, were some of those people. Um, 
I realized now that there was just a lack of understanding because as soon as I met someone um, and my family could tell that that person made me happy, um, they, they were 100% supportive. So shortly after I met Aaron, I told my family that I had met somebody, um, told them that, that he had kids. And then he came up to Montana and uh, brought the kids and, and visited me and, and met my family. And my family, um, sorry. It's an emotional topic for me. Um, of course. Because I, you know, so, so when I came out, my family was initially not supportive and they um, were, they seemed disappointed because, you know, they weren't gonna have more grandkids. The cubs, the kids were gonna have more cousins. Um, that was kind of it for our family. Um, then they started coming around as I introduced them to people I had dated and things like that. We're always very kind to, to uh, those guys. Um, and then I met somebody that had kids and Aaron and I started dating and I met the kids and then my family met Aaron and the boys and they could not have been more supportive. Oh, um, when our family gets together, you don't know, you know, which kids are, um, the original cousins, we'll call them like my, my siblings, kids, um, and, and, and our two boys, they're, they're treated just like they were any other kid born into the family. Um, Aaron's treated like any of the other in-laws. They could not have been more supportive of our decision to become a family. I'm in the family group tag. I'm yeah. really more <laughs> you're up. Wow. You're you're right up in there. That's great. I, I think one of the real times that you first noticed it, Derek, was when we went to your parents' place and you saw that picture frame that had wow. David that story, which is really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, David, you're probably familiar with the proclamation to the world. It's a, it's a, a basically a uh, document in the Mormon Church that. Um, talks about what a family is and that a family is a man and a wife and, and mm -hmm. children and uh, and that's what makes a family and so we were sitting in my parents cabin um, around the kitchen table with a family proclamation hanging behind us um, and my family was asking questions about Aaron and just <clears throat> watching them interact and embrace him knowing that that document was there hanging on the wall wow. and that's not what they were thinking about in that moment right, so right they were thinking of of me of my happiness of our decision to be a family and uh so so that just, that really meant a lot to me to have them all together and just be embracing him as if he were um any of my my siblings spouses and, and you th if you think of it, it's just like just how, you know, conditioned we are and how conditioned so many people are to think, uh, you know, it's no wonder that when we come out as gay, so many of our families are like, oh, well, that's it. You know, you're never going to have kids. You're never going to find happiness. It's like, you know, this is what there's, there's literally a proclamation hanging in a room saying that this is uh, the case, that to be happy, you need to find a partner uh, to be happy. That partner needs to be a woman. Um, and, you know, and I guess what is uh, you know, we have to deal with this enough in our own families and communities and society. Uh, but 
you know, the scary thing is when we're still dealing with that ourselves, you know, it's, it's something that we have to go through as well. Like you were saying, I mean, I think so many gay men, even now, and it, it still kind of breaks my heart that gay men coming out now um, are still in this headspace where they're like, well, that's it. There's no family for me. This is just how it's going to, uh, you know, be for me. Um, and, you know, so if there's anything that Gays With Kids is trying to do is to try to beat that into oblivion and it, so people can, you know, and it, it is, it's seeing happy gay men uh like like you derek with your with your kids uh you know that it inspires other people uh this inspired a relationship which is even more fantastic but it, it really is we're just trying to show you know queer fatherhood comes in all shapes and sizes it happens for people very very differently uh and no path is better than any other um and we're you know big cheerleaders <laughs> for all of it um anyway that's really great to hear aaron uh very very excited to hear that So I would say most single gay men that I know, not all, some gay single gay dads I know are like, I'm good. This is it. And, and I think you guys kind of hinted at some of the, you know, I, so I'm single. I have three kids. I'm in a partnership with a, a lesbian couple who do all the hard work. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm in a very unique situation, but it is true. You know, like the, to the limited amount that I do date, it is hard to find someone that is uh, not so into kids that they're going to want their own because I have them um, or like that are so, you know, repulsed by kids that they're going to be scared by the fact that I have three of them that are a big part of my life. Um, so I, what was that like for you dating? But I don't know if you if you did much before meeting. Yeah. So so when when I dated before meeting Aaron, um, uh, you know, I had a couple semi serious relationships and in those relationships, um, you know, we, we would bring up the topic of kids. And so for me, um, I knew I wanted kids. That was a priority for me. And it was hard to meet somebody that also held having a family um, as as a high priority. Um, and so for me, it was it was more trying to find somebody that I was happy with that was also interested in in having a family. Um, and so that was the challenging part for me. Um, a lot of the guys that I dated, it was well, I like kids, but I don't want kids of my own. Um, right. And and for me, um, initially that was a deal breaker. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, well, I haven't found anybody that's interesting and in, or interested in having a family. Um, so maybe I either need to do it on my own or I just need to um, settle with one of those and just be okay with you know being an uncle for the rest of my life. Um, and neither of those sounded. Uh, you know, super, super appealing to me. And so I decided that I wasn't going to stop my journey. So um, I continued dating and I eventually met Aaron who, who happened to have two kids. And, uh, and then we, we, we became a family that way. So, so, but for Aaron, he had a different experience because he was the one that was a single dad, two kids, uh, and trying to have a social life and go on dates. Right, right, right. So let's let's hear it, Aaron. How was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll give you all the dirt, but I'm not going to show you pictures and videos. But I, <laughs> Dox them. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> not that kind of podcast. But I, <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was tricky. And the thing is, is that I know it weeded out a lot of different types of um, people. So, And I also learned to recognize the folks who were really good with kids and the kids and the folks who were um, just kind of tolerating, you know, the presence of the kids. And so, you know, it, 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 it was, it was very eye opening. Um, there were a lot of guys who 
they kind of fetishized it a little bit and made it a little bit hotter that I had kids. Um, I kind yeah, of like learned, a, you're an actual daddy, right? I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. And having someone that I was dating or even going out with or even honestly hooking up with calling me that was, it, it was a whole new meaning now. Absolutely. Like, don't, <laughs> please don't call me daddy anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, not, that's not hot to me anymore. I, I yep. will say that the biggest thing through all of this that Derek and I have met is that we have really needed to work hard to be in a relationship with each other and get to know each other outside of being dad. And I think that that is going to be a big struggle for a lot of people because we still have to make sure that we're in love with each other, that we want to be together, and that our relationship is solid before we can even be solid parents together. And so we, we had a lot of getting to know you catch up um, where it was just the two of us, just one-on-one. And for instance, you know, taking a vacation together is something that we rarely do without the kids. Our kids travel with us. They are great travelers. We're very blessed uh, for that aspect. But there's not a lot of time for us to just, you know, spend on the beach, just the two of us, you know, hanging out or going out. Right, you know, right. Yeah. Or yep. so, so we have to work on our relationship. The other thing is, is that we both come from, you know, different families. So their, their forms of discipline, their attitudes towards responsibilities and how to raise kids, you know, might be very, very different. So we've had to really navigate, you know, together, you know, what kind of dad do you want to be, Derek? What kind of dad do I want to be? You know, and then we have to come up with something that's a little bit of a compromise, but also just kind of take the best of, of both of those worlds. And so that's been kind of a challenge for us. And we're still, every day, we're still kind of discovering something new in a way that we can be a couple and also be on the same page as far as our parenting strategies. And so it, it, those are really, really big challenges that I think I did not anticipate prior to becoming um, married. When I, I imagine even before that, Derek, um entering into a, for, a fully formed family that had been existing on its own. You know, this is, a, again, a very common uh, situation that we hear a lot about at Gays With Kids is when uh, a single gay dad um, starts dating and they're having to introduce someone. I mean, every, you know, this is not a uniquely gay problem, but uh, but in some ways it can be, especially for, you know, gay men that are maybe coming out and introducing a man for the first time to their kids. Um, but so for you, how how was navigating that? And what how did you guys uh, approach uh, you know, talking to the kids about it, you know, and I guess this, my real question for you, uh, and I hope it's not too much is, uh, when did you, when did you first feel like a dad? Um, I think the first time I felt like a dad was, um, after we had dated for a couple of months, we decided to, uh, we went to Provincetown to P-Town for family week together. Um, and at that point, to be honest, I don't even know what we what what I was going at. Like we were we were dating, um, but I you know didn't refer to the kids necessarily as mine at that point, um, and or at least leading up to it. But when when we that was the first really family trip that we took together, um, and so when we were traveling together, um, spending that much time together. Um, and then I think it was actually on that trip where one of the kids called me dad for the first time. Um, and that was very emotional for me. And 
I mean, when, when I heard that, it kind of, uh, it, it took me a minute to process what, what was just said. I thought, you know, okay, maybe he's referring to Aaron. Um, he didn't mean to say that to me. Um, but, but ever, you know, from then on, it was, it was, it was daddy Derek or daddy D now it's just D. <laughs> um, but, but, but hearing, being in a place where, um, we were surrounded by other gay families, we were, you know, traveling, um, and, and then having one of the boys call me daddy was the first moment where I really felt like, okay, this is it. This is real. Um, this is, this is how my life is going to be. And I'm happy with that. I'm thrilled. Um, and that, that was to me the first moment I think where I really felt like I was a dad. I will say that through the dating thing, I, I didn't even, even when I was caring for these guys full time, I didn't introduce them to every person with whom I went out on a date. And sometimes it would be just like a lunch date while they were at daycare or at school. Um, sometimes it would be, you know, I'd have a, a, somebody come over and babysit for an evening while I went out to drinks or dinner. And so I didn't introduce them to every single person that I dated. I really insulated them quite a bit because they don't need to see, you know, my revolving door of, you know, potential dates. And so it was, it was something that I had to really um, – the scheduling part of it was, was pretty tricky. You know, all these yeah. details that I really didn't think about, but I just didn't want them to. And plus, honestly, like, they're my kids. I have to protect them, and I can't just let some stranger, you know, so, like, on the apps, and, you know, I can't just have some stranger show up at my door and, sure. yeah, you, yeah. Know, it, right. it, you know, while they're asleep or whatever. So, um, so we did. Derek and I went out several times. Um, kind of, you know, I'm secretly vetting him you know, <laughs> before he actually was able to even meet one of the kids. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and so I, I haven't even actually asked you about your boys yet. So uh, tell us a little bit about them. How are they? How are they doing? What are they interested in? Oh my gosh! Well, they are at very fun ages. They're seven and eight, um, so they're very close together, and they are besties. They are each other's best friends for sure. Um, they are very into sports, specifically football. And I will tell you, I have never been in my life interested in sports. And I have watched <laughs> more football in the last two months than I have in my entire life. You're a, gay, so you're a good dad, good dad. The, the yeah. things we do for our children. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're very into sports. They're very artistic. They love to sing. They love to dance. We have dance parties with our favorite songs all the time. Um, they love to travel. They're Like Aaron said, they're great travelers. They've been lots of places. Um, they're, they're doing well in school. Um, you know, they both, I think, initially had some, had some struggles uh, because of the previous circumstances. Um, we're kind of getting to the point where they were back on track or where they should be with their fellow students. And then COVID hit, and I think maybe started to fall behind a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm so proud of them because uh, since then, they, uh, you know, being back in person at school or even the last half of, I guess, the, the distance learning, they worked really hard at their schoolwork. And they had great teachers that spent a lot of time with them. Um, so they're both doing really well in school. Um, Carter's doing well with his reading, and Jordan's phenomenal at math. I'm just very, very proud of the progress that they've made in school. Um, so they're, they're just great, fun, well-rounded little humans. 
the thing I love to say about our kids is that they, and, and we encourage a lot of our friends um, who are in heterosexual families to, you know, let the kids kind of guide their own path. And we're not here to tell them what to do or how to act. We're just here to kind of, um, you know, allow them to explore, allow them to see what they like, what they don't like. I mean, they've been in jujitsu, they've done soccer. And, you know, if, if they don't gravitate towards that in the long run, we're totally fine with that. Um, they like some musicals, but not others. They they love Lady Gaga, but maybe not so much Adele. You know, so <laughs> but but their their interests are varied because not only do we expose them to things that we do every single day, but we allow them the freedom to experience other things. So we will watch football with them. You know, we we will. We're having a Super Bowl party, so you know there are things that we'll we'll be able to do with them that that allow them that freedom to, to explore. And, and I think that that has helped us, um, helped them really be a lot more well-rounded and, and diverse in their, their thinking. No, I'm, I'm sure. So we hear about this all the time from people in our community too, gay dads that become like traumatized by having to suddenly uh, get to know sports and go to like, you know, little league and all this stuff. So maybe our next big Facebook group will be dads recovering from having to become sports fans. Um, <laughs> um, so, so I guess this is just as a final uh, send up, this is our Valentine's Day podcast. So uh, you two kind of represent um, both ends of the spectrum for single men out there that might be interested in fatherhood or fathers uh, themselves. So um, I'm wondering if you can give us the, from the perspective of already being a dad and being a single dad, what, what would you give, um, what advice would you give to someone that's out there that's uh, hoping to find a relationship? Let's focus on the love. And, you know, not only, like, love yourself first before you start you know, wanting to, to have kids or to, to be around kids or to raise kids because they will they will figure it out pretty quickly and you don't want to pass that on. So whatever trauma you have from your past, you know, try your best to heal that. Whatever um, issues or, or obstacles you've lived with, you know, try to heal some of those things first before, um, you know, you, you, you want to share your love. The, the thing that I think is, um, you know, kids, they're, they're a lot of work. So you see our Instagram, you'll see photos posted, and that's just a snapshot. So if you think that you're going to get a kid because they're a great accessory or because, you know, they're going to look good in photos or you're going to get attention from people or whatever, you know, really examine your desire to do it and your reasons for doing it. And, and because it is a lot of work. It's also a whole ton of reward. And, and I think that if you can just focus on the love aspect, a, a person will, will be great, especially because I know so many gay men out there are just, they have so much love to give. And so there are so many kids out there who, who need that love. And, and that's what I want people to focus on is just the love aspect of it. Lead with love. That, that makes a ton of sense to me. And so Derek, from, from your perspective, so being, you know, what, what advice would you give to someone that might be where you were, you know, several years back where you're going on just, you know, date after date with guys that are like, kids aren't for me. Um, and, and you know, where you're getting to the point where you're starting to feel like it's not going to happen. Um, what uh, advice would you give to a single childless gay guy out there that's, you know, kind of still trying to figure this out? I would say to, to, to be patient and to uh, never settle. Um, I didn't know what happened for me, um, but I wasn't willing to let go or um, 
yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to give up that dream of being a dad and, be, and, and having a family. Um, and so, you know, my siblings all uh, married young, had kids at, you know, 20, 21, 22, um, and it took me a little longer, but I held out. I was patient. I met the right person and um, I have two great kids. So uh, be, be patient uh, is the first thing that I would say. Um, but, but also if, you know, if you're interested in, in being a dad, then start pursuing some of those options on your own. You don't have to meet somebody first. Erin is a great example of that. Um, and, and so there's always that option too. And then the other thing I will say is if you happen to be a gunkle and then you're getting ready to become a dad, they're very different. <laughs> I remember the first time Aaron and the boys came up to visit me in Montana and I had all these activities planned and, you know, we started doing them and I think they had been there for three or four hours and I was out of gas. I was exhausted. So being an uncle is a sprint, being a dad's a marathon. So um, let go of any expectations that you have as an uncle of, of when you when you become a dad. Very different. Excellent, excellent advice. Um, so I would just add as a piece of advice to you know follow in these guys' footsteps and follow Gays with Kids on Instagram and slide into the DMs of the next single gay dad you see. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> work for me. It might work for you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's such a great story. We obviously are, again, thrilled to have played even a tiny part in it. Uh, really excited to share your story again on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you on Instagram if they're interested in following or uh, uh, asking you guys some questions? So my Instagram is just my name with the, uh, an underscore. So Aaron, A-R-I-N underscore Lopez. That is my Instagram. And mine is D-B-Swens, S-W-E-N-S. And uh, yeah, we, I just want to take this just a minute to, to thank you and, and to thank your platform and, and using your voice to uh, help single gay dads, to help gay families, um, and, and let, let us know that we're not alone in this journey. There's a lot of other people out there that are looking to um, experience the same thing or are, are already experiencing it. And uh, I think all of us find a lot of joy in your account and your posts. So uh, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you to you all and what you do. Thank you. Uh, that means a ton. It's literally why we're in this. Uh, so it means a lot to us that it's, uh, you know, that it's doing its job. Um, Derek and Aaron, happy Valentine's Day. And thank you guys so much for being on the pod today. You're welcome. Right. Thank, thank you. Thank you.